0: Twinkle, twinkle, metal star
1: It's alive! Welcome to where the weird ones are. Please, please,
2: please. Every time I speak, I want the truth to come. figures in Hollywood and as well as powerful
0: politicians or are in fact not human. Are they reptiles or they're lizards or perhaps extraterrestrials?
1: I don't think it is a human. home and cried mama let's get weird what's up you fucking weirdos welcome to another episode of where the weird ones are my name is kevin but you probably already knew that and if you didn't now you do so today's podcast this episode is motherfucking number 41 and we have amanda From One Nothing Podcast. That is W-O-N. Nothing. Alright? W-O-N. Not the motherfucking number. Don't get it twisted. So she uh, delves into basically uh, deaths and true crimes. Uh, Like odd deaths. It's really hard to describe. You know what? If you listen to the episode, she'll tell you. She does her research, and she comes with the fucking facts. Uh, She does, her episodes come out every other week because of the research. She's very research heavy. She doesn't like to get facts incorrect, Um, therefore misinformation. Now, episode 41, YouTube took down uh, because of medical misinformation, although Christina was uh, telling us shit that she read from other sources that happen to be um, off the CDC website so I don't really understand but you know it is what it is they told me it was a warning next time is one week um, that I'll be banned next time um, my whole uh, channel could be deleted so (sighs) I guess I don't really care because I still have Rumble. But the majority of people do watch YouTube, which is kind of gay. YouTube has been bought by the New World Order. Um, They are run by um, corporate interests. So, anyways, with that being said, please check this episode out. I mean, I hope you enjoy this episode. Amanda is wonderful. She is... Uh, very bright light she uh comes in she expresses her personality very well now i will tell you uh, we had issues recording um zoom for some reason was not fucking working and i don't understand why uh we so we tried riverside and riverside worked but it was not recording it only re- <laughs> so basically the whole episode the hour and a half that we recorded um was just me talking i was just like sitting there like huh yeah, yeah, uh huh. And there was nothing her. They, we didn't show her. You couldn't hear her voice. Nothing. So that kind of sucked. So I had to have her come back on. So we scheduled a second time, and uh, we tried Zoom. Zoom was still spotty. I I just don't I don't get it. Um, I didn't understand. So we tried Riverside again. We did a test run this time, and it still wasn't recording her. So we did. Sp- did Skype. So the video aspect is going to be a little bit different. You're going to see both of us at the same time. It's okay. Um, Again, I really enjoy talking to her. She is very charismatic. Um, Her personality shows extremely well. And she has a very lovely personality. And she's extremely smart. Very intelligent. Very intelligent woman. Um, I have nothing but high regards for her. Um, Like I said, through... You'll find out, but uh, I do, I, I listen to her podcast, and I really enjoy it, and I think all of you will enjoy it as well. It's not just true crime, it's odd, uh, odd, d- gruesome deaths, but uh, anyways, so if you want to be featured on the show, please hit me up at where the are at gmail.com. You can get my Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. I'm very active on Instagram, so I will n- not answer your DMs. No, I'm just kidding. I reply to everything as much as I can. I try to watch everybody's stuff. Um, uh, followership is getting, is getting up there, so uh, it's a little hard to uh, keep up to date with everybody. But. I still enjoy everybody's stuff as, as often as I can. So also, if you, um, head on over to, um, down dot store, use the code Kevin's weird 18 and get 18% off anything in that store that you would like to purchase, uh, it's run by my good friend, David. And if you go to etsycom shop Christina and enter coupon code WEIRD125, you get 25% off your purchase. So uh, the ads will be in there if you need to hear anything more. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good night. Whatever time you decide to listen to this, I love you all, and stay weird.
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: guess we're recording so um, here we are uh, another episode of where the weird ones are hopefully this recording goes well because so um, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret uh, Amanda and I have had uh, issues with recording uh, I tried Riverside for the first time and for some reason that didn't work out and the zoom isn't working for some fucking reason I don't even know why that is but um, Anyways, so Amanda, if you don't mind letting the good people know, you know, the three people that listen to this podcast, know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast and what your podcast is all about.
2: Sure. So, um, I think it's also important to mention the reason why that Riverside didn't work out because it only worked out. <laughs> I just think that's really funny if you would have not noticed and released it and it would have just been like an hour and a half to you, just stop <laughs> and answering questions. Like... But anyway, my name is Amanda. I um, operate One Nothing Podcast, I guess is the way that I want to phrase that today. Um, it is a podcast all about grisly, unfortunate demise that has been met by different victims. And I try to pull ones that people haven't really talked about much before, or at least that I don't know that people have talked about much before. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. There's some dark humor speckled in there. I like to think I'm funny. I might be biased, but <laughs> and there's a lot of like gore and death and grizzly stuff in there, too. Um, but it's pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts. We we got it all over. <laughs> good time. That,
1: nice. And uh, you uh, you have a friend that co-hosts with you, correct? Her name yes. is
2: Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, she comes in every now and then. She's super busy. So it's hard to catch her like catch her all the time. Um, but she does come in and she's like probably carries the weight of like 90% of the humor on my episodes. So mm. I'll be good for her, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But she does really good. She likes it. Uh,
1: um, I like how uh, she got excited about a text message that she got because she was waiting for it and expecting it. And <laughs> I was just like, oh boy. The joys of dating.
2: Funny that you say that because, yeah, that poor girl's been going through it with him for a while. So I was like spiraling the whole time before I hit record. She's like, is he going to text back? Is he going to text back? It's like, yeah. So that was why it was worthy of interrupting the whole episode when he did because it was like, see, told you.
1: (laughs) Noise. Noise. Never miss
2: an opportunity to get a told you so in there.
1: (laughs) So. Um, If any of you haven't heard of Amanda's podcast, um, you should check it out. I listen to it. I look forward... She does it bi-weekly, and I look forward to each um, episode. She had like three or four episodes when I uh, caught wind of her podcast, so I listened to all of them Mm. in one sitting because I work 10, 12, 14 hours a day, so... Um, And all I'm doing is driving, so... It's not my favorite thing to do, but that's what I do currently for money. So,
2: well, I always wondered who the one was that listened to our show, and I'm glad it's you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, though. I just kid. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I, I wanted to ask you um, have you ever experienced um, road rage? Um, perhaps a time or two
2: like age like are we talking like uh you know my lame b or like are we talking about like i have insurance who gives a fuck like <laughs> what because a little bit of both
0: of well okay, I'm so,
1: good. I'm good. yeah i don't i i ask because i don't really understand oh my god why what? what do you wait until i start recording to start fucking around or something
2: is it your cat
1: i don't have no it's my dog
2: Oh, I thought you had a cat. You have a dog now? Is that new or something?
1: No, we literally had a conversation about
2: dogs. (gasps) We did! And then
1: I showed you a picture of my dog, and now you're calling her a cat.
2: Okay, my memory span is like a goldfish. I'm so sorry.
1: Yes, I I I, remember
2: now, and she's adorable.
1: Well, I feel like I make pretty impactful impressions on people, (laughs) and you just took that thunder away from me.
2: So, I was just testing your memory to see if you remembered what we spoke about last night. <laughs> I need to make sure you're engaged and dedicated to this interview.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> will you go away? Oh, my God. You're love being it. What extra is, tonight.
0: What are they um, doing?
1: She's crawling under my desk, right into the wires. Anyways, so. I never really understood, like, road rage. Um, I heard a story about this guy that cut some guy off, and so the other the guy that got cut off followed him all the way to the mall. And the guy, I think he was with his daughter, and the guy followed him into the mall and shot him in the back of the head.
2: This seems like just a step too far. Like, that's just a little bit of a reaction. Like,
1: yeah. I so, don't have
2: road no rage that bad, but like I have right. followed people to their homes before to instill a sense of fear into them because I was so like, – about what they did. And I'm like, you don't know me, and you don't know if I'm crazy, so I don't – I am. But they don't know that, so I was like, I'm just going to follow you home and see if I can freak you out. But then I just leave and forget about them. So they probably to this day are like, I wonder if she'll ever show up again.
1: <laughs> She's waiting around the
2: corner. <laughs> waiting. Every time uh, they go to a mall and they just see a brunette, they're like, is that her? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So when I see a car like starting to come out in front of me, like I literally just, I start to slow down. Like I'm not going to freaking speed up and be like, how dare you? Or cause like this, like close collision where sometimes where I'm pulling out, like I know that I have time, but sometimes it's not like fast enough or I don't get up to speed. Cause people absolutely hate having to fucking slow down, which is the most ridiculous thing to me. Um, And they get pissed. Like, uh, so in my truck, literally yesterday, um, I pulled out. Had immense amount of time for this guy (laughs) before this guy caught up to me, and um, he was on my ass within like seconds of me pulling out. Like, and he was like, there was there was an intersection and a light and everything, and I had pulled out. He comes up and. I, it's a, it's a, a 40. Yo, Rizzo,
0: go lay down.
2: I have the maturity of a four-year-old. It, <laughs> come
1: on, man. Um, so anyways, he, he, it's a 40 and it turns into a 55, right?
0: Okay.
1: And, and you got the fucking, the, do 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 lines um and I, for some reason i can't think of what to call them the dashes so it's a passing lane okay uh, in the road and he decides to fucking he decides to wait until there's a car literally in the other lane almost to me to try and pass me so i had to slow down so he's not only making me slow down the car in the other lane went off the road for him to get around God. i was like what the f- what is that shit?
2: He's compensating for something at that point.
1: Mm, for sure.
2: Mm, yeah. So I had like a few weeks ago and I was driving my old job. I did drive an hour to work and then like an hour home every day, so it sucked. Um, and I was driving to work one day, and this guy in a big, like, ram truck—you know, like way too big, way too unnecessary for the roads, in my opinion. I don't know what kind of truck you have, so I'm sorry if I'm insulting you in any way. I don't know do you have a ram truck?
1: Um I would like a ram truck, but no, I do not have one.
2: Let just to make sure I don't offend uh that's not a good look.
1: Hey man, but you no, can't you-, you can't offend me. All right.
2: Okay. Well I already feel bad because you said I stole your thunder. <laughs> oh my god I just kidding. But no, I was driving and he cut me off and like, I didn't even do anything. I just like, I was going to work and I had my dog in the back with me because I took her to work every day. So I was like, I'm not about to like risk getting in an accident and hurting my dog. So I just slowed down like, whatever, you obviously have a fire to get to. And so he got in front of me and then he stuck his hand out the window and flicked me off and drove like that with his hand out the window for like a good 10 seconds. So I naturally got mad and I naturally caught up with him and I was like, what the fuck is your problem? And he's like, my bad. I thought you were my ex-wife. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's like, my ex-wife drives that car. Like, okay. Maybe next time make sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll give you one more story and then we'll get into like the whole purpose of this episode real quick. So I was 16 and my high school girlfriend w- had just turned 16 and had just gotten her license. Um, so we were in her very first car, it was a little two-door Honda that fucking sounded (laughs) like that going down the road. Um, so anyways, she, we're driving, it's 25 miles per hour and this fucking huge-ass truck is behind us, right on her ass, um, two older gentlemen, probably around 30 at the time, and, uh, so she brakes check, she brake checks them. And he gets fucking pissed and he ends up fucking um, getting past going around her and they start making like little just gest- like <laughs> like these gestures to her. And I got fucking pissed, not only because she, she's my woman, she's right. also an underage woman.
2: Yeah, that's just uh, <laughs>
1: so we get to this light and I get out of the car and we're in traffic and he gets out of the car and he's fucking he has to turn into the bank so he wasn't even like going very far you know to be acting like this and oh, so he the passenger gets out of the truck and this fucking he's up he, if bigfoot was a regular person this guy was it so this guy was humongous and i was just this little 16 year old fucking kid <laughs> with my fucking hat sideways and my fucking pants. You're taking
2: such a picture for me, right? Now. <laughs> and
1: uh, and <laughs> fucking these big ass cubic zirconia fucking earrings that
2: Ugh.
1: they were they were literally like the size of my fucking gauges. That's how big the diamonds were.
2: <laughs> they gotta be big when they're fake rocks, you know?
0: Right,
1: right. I spent right. some
2: some pennies on these.
1: <laughs> so he goes, he's like, "What?" And I was like. I was like, what the fuck's your problem? He's like, she's fucking break. She's the one break checking us. And I go, yeah, because you're on our fucking ass. And I was like, and then you drive by doing sexual gestures to a fucking 16 year old girl. And he's like, and then he gets back in his truck. Cause the that's right. Mountain Dew Sal. So get like, the fuck back in there. Like, come on. What mm. the fuck? Like, you don't know. First of all, you don't know uh, when you're on the road. Like, look. People are people. They're going to make mistakes. You know, we ourselves, even if we get mad at somebody else on the road, we've made those same mistakes. Of
2: course.
1: So that's all. I guess that's all I was getting at, getting at with that. So. Anyway I like
2: disassociate. And then when I snap back, I'm like in the middle lane doing like 40 and a 60. And I'm like, hey, let's be back up. Please.
1: Yeah, sometimes I get in my own like little world. First of all, I forget that where I'm going sometimes like I'll miss <laughs> my turn. I'll literally look at where I'm supposed to be turning and I'll watch go by it. And then, oh, I was supposed to turn right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And sometimes I'll just be driving. Sometimes I'll either be, like you said, going too fast or I'll be going too slow. And I'll just happen to look in my rear view and somebody's on my ass. And then I look down at my speedometer and I'm like, "Uh, I think I'm going too slow. (laughs) So I'll speed up, (laughs) you know. I don't know. You don't do that, though. You're
2: kind of like just, I don't know. There'll be times I can drive. Like I used to drive home that hour drive. And I would pull in my parking lot, and I'm like, I cannot remember a single second of my commute home. And it's probably not good, but I autopilot it the whole way. I can't even notice. (laughs) Must not have done too many law breaks because I'm here. (laughs)
1: Oh, shit. So, anyways, with road rage aside, um, I heard, while I was listening to Amanda's podcast, I heard her mention her near-death experiences, um so i reached out to her and i asked her about them and she said that she had several so i asked her i would like to hear them on uh, my podcast if she wanted so a month later we made it happen and then the recording didn't fucking record and it was only me sitting here in front of the camera going oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) and there's nobody there there's no sound
2: (laughs) I still think that would be a funny episode on its own.
1: (laughs) I still have the video. I could do it.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
1: So. um,
2: It could be like one of those interactive video games where you just like, (laughs) like TikTok, where you, what's it called when you like merge with another video that already exists? I could just do that with yours. Put you on one half and answer your questions and make jokes for your laughing. Like, interactive podcast experience.
1: I could do that. I could very well. I mean, i I don't think anything
2: would apply but yeah
1: (laughs) i could probably do that actually (laughs) it would take some fucking time but i could do it it. (laughs) um so if you don't mind giving us the run through of the couple of stories that you narrowly escaped death
2: Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Some of them are more boring. So I will just be quick about the boring ones and then we can go more about the more exciting one. Um, but my first one, oh my gosh, I had them written down last time. Now I can lose track of order. I think my first one was when I was at a workouting. And <laughs> I try to keep an order of like when they happen, but I was at a work outing um, this one time. Um, and I was outside of this hotel, and they paid for us all and we were all like kind of liquored up, like it was like a prerequisite to be a drunk to work there, so there was like an open bar, you know. So we were a little liquored up, and I was standing outside, and it was like it was like the fifth or sixth story of this hotel, so quite a good drop. And I was outside and there was like a railing all the way around. And if you look straight down over the side of the building, it was like this pretty woods and stuff, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, how pretty. So I leaned over to take a closer look, and the railing broke, and like the only thing that saved me from falling off of essentially the rooftop balcony thing was that the part of the railing that didn't break i like caught it as i was falling and so i narrowly avoided falling to my death more than likely or falling into a tree at some point um so that was exciting in, in lack of better terms i guess and fear fury. um i've had a bunch of stuff i had an allergic reaction to penicillin when i was a kid when they were trying to treat like some tooth thing like a baby tooth or a big tooth growing into a baby tooth or whatever something like that and they put me on penicillin uh, my face blew up and like my neck blew up, and they're like, Oh, you probably could have like died from your throat swelling up. I'm like, Get to fix me. So that was fun. <laughs> they did wow. that.
1: That would have been a terrible um, way to go, I think.
2: Yeah, it was not good. The worst part of it was that um, my appointment was like, I was in high school and it was in the middle of the day. So I got picked up. They took me. I had my appointment. I took my antibiotic and then they dropped me off at school. So I had it happen at school. And so I'm just like, Swelling up with his like giant swelling face and I'm turning all kinds of colors and like the teachers were like we should probably call somebody but the kids are just like you look different today. You're not wearing makeup or something. Like, no, my face is double normal size. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was not a good experience, but um it went down. It was all fine. I know now that I can't take penicillin, which I heard sucks in the event that you get some kind of STD that's only treated by penicillin. So Hope I don't get that. So <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I heard that there's a disease out there um, that is only treated by penicillin. And people use that as like a haha, I'm gonna make fun of you because you can't take that. And I'm like
1: okay, practice abstinence. I don't that's have the that.
0: Way to go.
2: Not as much of like <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, and then probably my most interesting near-death experience, if I guess we can call them that.
1: Are you interested in t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, tumblers, trucker hats, wall art, and tote bags with unique designs that are AI and paranormal inspired? Bro, the fuck I am. Well, check out deeperdown.store. That's .store for all you slow people out there. (laughs) I mean, I'm one of them. So... I get confused when it's not a dot com, too. So, I mean, no bias, but, you know, sometimes it should happen. So i got to remind you that it's dot store. Deeper Down is a merch store. It is uh, for three different Instagram accounts, which is underscore underscore down the dot rabbit hole underscore underscore. I believe it's two underscores. Uh, also Omega vision AI and Chuck's underscore thoughts. Uh, they are all run by my good friend David and I definitely think you should check it out and check out his merch store here. Um, I actually have a hoodie headed out my way if I forgot to mention they do have long sleeves as well so, For those who are in colder climates like myself out here the fuck in Maine. um, These designs are dope as fuck. I mean, you just go to the website and you'll see for yourself. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory just looking at it. So please help support our paranormal community. And if you use my code, you get not five, not ten... Not even 15, you get 18% off of your purchase. Type the coupon code, Kevin's Weird 18 That's Kevin's Weird 18 That's my name. I'm weird. <laughs> I'm weird as fuck. So, go to www.deeperdown.store. Or the Etsy, which is etsycom shop down and use my code upon checkout. Come get weird. Come stay weird. And have a blessed motherfucking day.
2: Um, was well, I was in Florida. I was on vacation. I lived in Ohio, and I was uh, vacationing in Naples. And I was at the time with my the guy I was dating. We'll just call him Jay for the sake of not having to correct myself with what I want to call him um <laughs> so I was with Jay and we were on the beach in Naples and it was right off Fifth Avenue so it was like a pretty popular kind of beach there was a lot of people there and before this day I was like an ocean swimmer like I would I would go swimming way out into the ocean and not really worry about like what was underneath me because I was just like eh. the dog's talking too sorry <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I was like what are you seeing a ghost back there
2: <laughs> no, my dog is grumbling from some part of the house. get over it. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we went out and I was waiting like probably chest deep water and the whole morning that morning that we were out in the water, there was groups of stingrays and they all cluster up in groups of like 15, 20 stingrays. And what's really cool is if you just stand there and kind of part your leg a little bit like they'll swim between your legs and they really don't like they're not going to steeper when you or anything like they're cool. They, they just don't want to be fucked with. So I was doing that all morning and it was super cool because you feel like the little fins on your ankles and stuff and it's like oh, mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, so I was in the water. I found a starfish. It was this big pretty starfish and I'm like oh this is so cool like I want to take a photo of it but my phone was on shore so I asked Jay, the guy I was with, I was like, "Can you go get my phone from shore, bring it out to me?" And he's like, "Okay, you need yes, but sure." So he goes and gets my phone. <laughs> he didn't say it, but I'm gonna sure show; he was thinking it. And then he brings it back out to me, take my picture, and then I'm like, "Okay, take it back." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay," and I'm pretty far out there, so it like took a minute for him to get to shore and then come back. So naturally, he was like a little irritated, but he's like, "Whatever." So he goes and takes my phone back, and I'm still holding this fucking starfish. And just like touching it, its little legs are moving and stuff. And so then as Jay comes back towards me in the water, he stops like probably 25 feet from me. He's like, there's a big shadow swimming to you. And so like I could kind of see it, but it was under the water. So like if you're in the water and you're trying to look also under the water, you only have like a foot or two of depth perception really because everything's moving. Mm -hmm. So I could kind of see like a shadow from above the water, but I couldn't see anything you know, close. So I'm like, oh, they're probably stingrays. So I'm like... I get into my position, you know, like sumo wrestler stance so that they can swim between my legs and my arms and stuff. And I'm just out there looking weird as fuck with this random stingray that I haven't put, or um, starfish that I hadn't put down yet. And it's gets like a little closer and it wasn't like dissipating, like a cloud of sting. Like they, they move cause they're individuals in a group. So they move. This was just one shape. It wasn't like changing. So I'm like, okay, not quite sure what that is. We'll wait and find out. Um, And it gets a little closer, and I just see, like, it looked like a hand, like, fingers doing this. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of stingray has hands? So I'm trying to think, like, what, what animals in the ocean that would, like, do that? And then it got a little bit closer, and I just saw, like, a row of teeth that, like, intersected a little bit. And, like, I could see, like, poking out of, like, a gum line, like teeth, like sharp ones. And I'm like, oh, okay, definitely don't want to be in the water with anything that has sharp teeth. So, at that point, when it got that close, I did it as being, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was an alligator. Surprise, surprise. Wow. It was fucking
0: alligator.
2: Yeah. And it was, I was not expecting that because it was the ocean. So, I was like, alligators don't come in the ocean. But it scared me. And as soon as I saw it, Jay saw it at the same time. So, he ran. He, like, yelled at me, it's a gator. Like, I didn't already know that. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, about to pee myself running away, obviously. I know it's something stingrays. So, I start trying to run, but I'm like in that weird dream run where like the water is preventing you from really getting any movement. So I'm just kind of like doing this with my arms and my legs are not able to move very fast. But I hear this big splash behind me from where it, it was. And I'm like, this is how I go. Like, I'm, I'm going to die right now from an alligator in the ocean that's going to drown me. And like, this is how I'm going to die. And so I kept thinking that, but I was just focusing on getting back to shore and throughout this whole process, I didn't put the fucking starfish down. So I still got like my hand in the air with the starfish <laughs> on it. don't know why panic <laughs> ensued. I wasn't thinking, but I'm like running through, like <laughs> holding this starfish, finally make my way like to like knee deep water where I felt a little bit safer because I could actually move a little bit better. And then Jay's like, "Oh, it turned like when you turned around to run, it did like a full three one eighty and like about the opposite way. Like you scared it. And I'm like, I'm sure I scared this alligator." So later that day, I went to the Naples Zoo and they were doing a alligator exhibit where they're like feeding alligators and they had this open mic thing where they're like, "If anyone want to ask questions." So I asked like the expert there. I was like, "Do alligators ever go into the ocean?" And I was expecting him to say no, and I was going to be like, "I feel stupid because that was probably not an alligator." No, he said they absolutely do. They don't live there, but they will treat it like a highway to get from location to location. So they're they're in the ocean all the time. And as, like, as long as they don't spend long enough in there where like the salt starts to affect their scales or their skin or whatever, they can be out there for a while. So he's like, so he also said the way that they hunt is by ambush hunting. Well, they'll be right under the surface of the water and they'll move real still. Like they'll like stay completely still, but just kind of advance on you. And when mm-hmm. they're close enough, get you within like a leap or so is when they go for you so you don't see them so that makes perfect sense because he wasn't on the surface his little eyes weren't poking out at the top he was just under the surface i 100 percent bet that motherfucker was trying to ambush it <laughs> <laughs> I got you. but no that was terrifying um there was actually a guy on the beach that when that happened like because it drew like a bunch of people came running over like it drew attention like oh my god we saw that um And one guy came running over and he's like, I work for the news press. Can we have an interview? (laughs) Like water's still dripping from my hair from this. And I'm like, really? Right now? Like, Can I like fucking take a breath or have a martini or something? Like it's kind of like, it freaks you out. So yeah, maybe if you're like a reporter, don't like question your trauma victims like immediately after the trauma, Like, just a hint, I don't know.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, they need some time to process.
2: A little bit or like a few seconds or like a breath or something. Maybe just like immediately. Are you okay? Interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. And then do- I got attacked by a dog. I don't know if that counts.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that one. No, I didn't. I did not forget. But I was going to ask uh, some more. I was going to. Fuck, dude. I was going to ask you a question about the alligator. And uh, I forgot what that question was.
2: Um, that's because I interrupted you. I'm so sorry.
1: No, it's fine. It's probably not. It's the ADD. It comes and goes, you know. Um, oh, it ha- know happens it. almost every episode. Sometimes, actually, I was doing a, um intro not too long ago for one of my episodes, and I was literally talking, and then I just was like, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> like, I, was I do that recording in the podcast. So, um, yeah. Uh, So, how close? How close? There we go. How close did that uh, gator get to you, would you say? Um,
2: I would bank on he was no further than like a max of five feet. Like, he was pretty close to me. It was there. pretty close to the teeth, and, like, that's when it really clicked. Because, like, I like the hand or whatever, like, they paddle like that just by moving their hands. Mm-hmm. But it didn't – I didn't realize it right away because I have, like, these weird nails. And I was like, what the fuck, like, could that be? And it really took a second for it to dawn what it was. And by then, that's when it clicked that I needed to start moving. But, like, thinking back, I probably could have identified it off with that stupid little hand had it, had been, if I had been thinking about that. Or, like, had I knew yeah. that that was, like, a possibility. And if then, i knew there was a possibility i wouldn't have been swimming in there actually so. <laughs> right so, and then I'm you were like well issue.
1: now i'm gonna start a podcast about people who died from animal attacks
2: <laughs> i mean yeah there was a few years between that but like yeah ultimately <laughs> all the animal run-ins that i've had with different animals that i've had to like protect myself against yeah uh,
1: so uh tell everybody uh about the dog attack.
2: Yeah, uh, love that. So it was I always get the year wrong, but it, I know for a fact it was January 30th. I want to say it was 2018 that it happened cuz I think it's just been 5 years, I think. Um but I was a manager for McDonald's at the time and I also on the side ran an animal rescue and I did a lot with like dogs that were abused, and neglected, relinquished from their homes. And so I ran this out of people's homes. So I had foster homes and people that would, you know, kind of care for the dog day in and day out. I would provide them supplies and the vet stuff and whatever. So there was two dogs from me. And one was a little pit and one was a pug. And the pit had come from a really bad background. He had been like pretty pretty much like systematically tortured for like a year. Like he was locked in a cage. He never got out. Um, once he got out, he would get like weird with the baby cause he wasn't good around babies. And so they would put him back in the cage. So he never really left it. Um, and there was a lot of like aggression markers like things that riled him up going on right near him. So we, he never really had a chance to relax. So he was just really messed up. But we took him in, I got him neutered. It was like a few months after that we were just working on training him at that point and like trying to get some progress with those issues. And he was doing so much better. And like, he never had a problem with me. He was always really sweet with me. I took him to go get neutered. He was in my car. I have pictures of him licking my face. Like, just all these, you know, really positive interactions with this dog. And I saw him, like, twice a week. I would come over and bring over supplies and stuff like that. And then I'd be there for the training appointments and stuff. So on this random day after work, I left and I went over to go pick up the pug because the pug had, like, a home visit with the family that was going to adopt him. And I went over to go get the pug. I opened the door. The pug and the pit both met me at the door, and the pit's name was Lego, like the thing that people step on that their kids own that they hate, like Legos, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I went over there, and I walked in the door, and he kind of came up and sniffed me like like you normally did every time, and then he jumped up, and I was wearing this weird hoodie. And this this context is just important for the story, but it was like a hoodie with the sleeve that goes to like here and there's a little hole that you stick your thumb in. So it's like around your hand, kind of like cupping your hand. Yeah. And so he like grabbed at the corner of that for a second. And my first thought was like, oh, he's being like ornery today and like a little playful. And then he let go of it and then came back. And this time he got my hand um, and he bit down hard and he got like covered my whole hand pretty much like around here with his jaw. And then he wouldn't let go. He started like squeezing and kind of like flexing his jaw around my hand. And like, it was like a painful bite. It wasn't like, I'm just holding on to you. Like his feet were, or his feet, his teeth were in my flesh at that point. His feet were not anywhere in my flesh. His teeth were. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the girl that was fostering him for me, like she was not experienced with dogs of that caliber whatsoever. So she didn't know what to do. So her instinct was to run away. So she, I don't fault her for it. I was, it was you know, getting mauled in my living room, but she ran away um, and made it to her kitchen, which was like a couple rooms away. And I'm like, hi, come help me, please. I'm like being savagely mauled by this dog. So he kept, he would drag me to the ground and then he would like, cause if I stood up, he would pull and it hurt worse. So I just got on the ground with him. And he would um, constantly readjust his bite and readjust and lift and readjust. And I actually heard at the moment that he broke my hand. Like it was like a visible, people Ugh. say that, but it's true. I heard the crack of when he broke my hand. And I was like, okay, so like, you no, know, I probably broke like a finger bone or something. Like that's great. So he continues to mull me and like readjust his grip and he would let go ever so often for a brief second to snap at me and then he would bite right back down. So I had like Mm -hmm. several, several bites of his teeth over and over. Um, And then finally, Ashley came back and she was trying to help me get him off of me because by that time, the whole thing maybe lasted like a couple minutes, but it felt like hours. Like it really did feel like I was down there for a lifetime. Um, but she came back in and she had collected all of these really ratchet alcohol bottles all over her house. Like, like, <laughs> everyone does, you know, um, she grabbed like a random, like fucking Cuervo bottle or something off the shelf and started beating this dog in the head with it, trying to get him to let go. And he wouldn't. And I was using my free hand to like punch him and stuff, which I'm not an advocate for hitting animals, but he was trying to eat me. So I was trying to get him off. So mm. I was doing everything I could, couldn't get him off me. Finally, he um, went to adjust his bite again and I moved my hand at the same time. So he didn't lift his mouth all the way up just enough that I was able to get my skin out of the way. And then he bit down on the fabric of my jacket. So I just kind of like slinked out of it as he had like the sleeve and just took it off. And I ran outside right away, which was connected to the living room. And I got out and shut the door. And the, I didn't have time to even look at my hand. The second the door shut, I heard her scream from inside. So I was like, fuck, he's attacking her. I'm like, I can't in good faith stand out here and let her be mauled when I'm the reason, you know, that she has this dog. So i went back in there and luckily she hadn't been mauled. Um, What she screamed was that she managed to get him in his kennel. And then when she shut the door, he like came at her through the door. And so that's what she screamed. And so I was like, well, at least he's contained in a kennel. So we got him situated or whatever. And then she took me up to her bathroom and I was washing my hand under the tap um, because I couldn't see there was just pieces of, yeah. Grody, but pieces of flesh everywhere. It was bleeding so bad, and I was like, I really couldn't see what was happening with it. So I ran underwater. Horribly painful. I know it's necessary, but I do not recommend. <laughs> it hurts so bad. And then. <laughs> ironically the guy who accompanied me for the gator thing jay i was still dating him at the time so he came and picked me up and raised me to the er and i went to the hospital and of course i go like on the busiest fucking night of the year like there's people standing everywhere there's no bays open so they just sat me on the floor beside the nurse's station and we're like when we get a bed open we'll plunk you in it well i passed out at some point leaned up against like the nurse's wall behind like they have a little desk like a oval desk and I like passed out just against it, and woke up, and there was like oh. blood all over the place. I was like, no idea what the fuck was going on. Um, and then they gave me—I love this part—but yeah. girl was giving me—I um, want to say—morphine, like IV morphine, because the pain. Uh-huh. And as she was like pushing it into my vein, she was like, "This might make you nauseous." And then I project, vomited everywhere. And I was like, you probably shouldn't have told me that before you injected it. So I could have prepared you. I have like a characteristically weak stomach when it comes to like and like exotic foods and stuff. Like my stomach does not hold stuff down easily, and it does, you know. So I'm like, you probably should have had like, hey, I'm gonna give you this. It might make you sick. Not by the way, you might puke. Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it was um. So yeah, it really sucked. I had. They sent me home that day um, with just like a wrap all over my wounds. And then on that was like a Monday on Thursday, I had surgery because my hand was actually broken in three places Um, and it took them three and a half hours to close my hand back up. Um, And I had a really good surgeon. He was like a hand and foot surgeon. I "I hope you're better at hands. Um, He came (laughs) like when they were knocking me out, they gave me a nerve block, which they had to give me like on an ultrasound in my neck. And like my whole arm went paralyzed. I've always wondered how things sound shitty, but like paralyzed people, like how frustrating it is to want to move your arm and it doesn't move. But it really was like, I was telling it to move and it wasn't doing anything. It was really wild. It was a surreal experience Um, but they took me in for surgery and as they have me under the anesthesia, my doctor comes over with his little face mask, you know, and he leans over me and I've already, they've already started the anesthetic at this point. So I'm like starting slowly to just kind of drift off. And right before I fall asleep, he lowers his little mask and he's like, we're going to do everything we can to save your hand. (laughs) I was like... (laughs) Okay. I didn't know that was an alternative. I thought that was the game plan from the job. I thought it was the, to fix my hand. So in that moment I'm terrified that like, I'm gonna wake up without a fucking hand now because he's like, We're gonna try our best. No, you don't try, you do. You don't I don't want you to try to do anything. I want you to fix my hand. So he did, he fixed it, and there is um three plates and a whole bunch of screws and a bunch of hardware. And when it gets cold it sucks because the metal like gets it like hurts when it's in your hand. It's mm. still in there. A bunch of Brody. you can't really see him on here bunch of grody scars going from the wrist all the way up to the side of my hand yeah. and then i have like seven or eight marks. you can't see with the lighting on here for shit but my hands just a hot mess and i'm hella self-conscious about it because the scars like stick out so much to me but anyway um yeah that was my fun um i do have a funny from when i went to therapy because i had six months of like their physical therapy to be able to use my hands after feed being in a cast for so long yeah um but after I had my surgery, <laughs> I forgot to tell you this before. This is one of my, like, funniest memories from that. Um, I went back to the surgeon who did it for him to take – I don't know if he was taking my stitches out. I think he – I think he was changing bandaging, actually. I don't think he was taking the sutures out yet. I think he was changing the bandaging on my hand after the surgery. And he gave me something for pain because he said he was going to be tugging on my scabs and it was going to hurt. And then he left the room. And then actually, that made me very nauseous. So I ran over to the trash can to be sick. And he walked in the room as I'm, like, being sick. And so I was like, well, this is embarrassing. But at this point, I don't care. Like, I just have to get this out, you know. So I'm like leaned over doing my business. And like, when I tell you homeboy comes up like this, and he's like, are you okay? Like on my fucking neck as I'm vomiting. And I'm like thinking, can you back <laughs> off? Like I'm clearly vomiting. Like why would you get money? the reason why he was so close to me? I was getting into the hamper where like the used gallons go. And it was not the trash can. That's why he was so close to me He'd be like, what are you doing in there? Oh, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry, um <laughs> clean up like eight vomited on gowns that day. <laughs>
0: Embarrassing.
2: Super. <laughs> especially do that in front of the doctor that fixed your hand and he's like, "Really, bitch? Like I fucking gave you your hand back, you're going to puke in my hamper?" Okay.
1: Sorry. Well, they have cleaning people like, for yeah. that, so.
2: Yeah, I felt extra bad cuz those people, you know, like she was uh, having a rough her Starbucks probably spilled in her car on the way to work. And then she uh, got off and I was like... Oh. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I feel really bad for that. But yeah, those probably, are all the times that I feel like I nearly lost my life in some aspect. I don't know if the dog necessarily would lost my life, but I think if I hadn't have been able to get him off me, I don't know how long he... like, Because he did not want to stop. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really would have questioned my life at that point.
1: Mm. You know those... Um... Uh, the dogs they use for target.
2: Oh, uh, bull terrier. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I can't really say that I was attacked, but um, we used to. So there's these like fairgrounds, uh, down by where my dad lived at the time when I was like ten, ish, and we were my dad. We only saw my dad every other weekend, so. And when we would go see him, it was almost like we weren't seeing him anyway because we were kids and we wanted to fucking play and shit. So we would just go outside and so we didn't see him or, or he'd be stuck in his NASCAR or fucking football or something or some computer game rather than hang out with us. But anyways, uh, so we used to go We in the winter, we'd go walk through the fairgrounds cause it was wide open. The, they leave the gate. They don't have like the rides and shit for the fairs and stuff there. Um, It's just like the bones, like the little buildings, the fucking racetrack and all that shit. <clears throat> well, right out back behind the fairgrounds was this little hill that followed around along this stream and it was good enough for sledding and Ooh. snowboarding and stuff. So um, me and my siblings would go down there and one day we were walking back and this woman probably didn't know anybody was out there and she was just out there walking her dog and it was that kind of dog and he was off leash and we come walking out of the woods and the fucking thing came like charging at us full speed and my little brother was probably like three or four at the time
0: oh my god Um,
1: and he was charging and i just freaking like stood in front of my brother and i had you know those freaking bubble jackets yeah, back in the day, I had I had this big poofy black fucking bubble jacket, and it freaking, um, I put my hand out, and it freaking, it was coming at me, and then I put brought my hand back in, and it grabbed a hold of my fucking jacket, and it fuck, and I fell, and it was on top of me, fucking like. Like t- t- pulling at my you were jacket.
2: So lucky, damn! And yeah. the bitch came and got her dog. I hope. Is yeah, how she,
1: yeah, in. she came in. she came and got Reason. her dog. She came running. She friggin' apologized. Uh, I mean, Reason. I didn't. I was just like, for, she's like, I didn't know anybody was out here.
2: Okay, but if you have a dog like that that's gonna attack somebody, like that dog does not ever get off leash time in my opinion. Like, absolutely not. Mm. Unless they're on a recall chain, like to a T. For real full story, but I'm glad that you uh jumped into action and saved your brother because bull terriers are fucking psycho, so mm, mm,
1: uh, that wouldn't be the,
2: rounds of the
1: That wouldn't be the first time I saved my brother. I actually saved my brother's life.
2: Damn. Same,
1: same brother. Um it was a few years later and he fell through um the ice in the in the uh, lake or river, whatever you want to call it. And he wasn't very far off the shoreline. I was 13 at the time. And. Um, he he was we just so. We, all right. So this is like this little bridge and it go and, and the water goes underneath it and there was a pond. So it was still water and it was closed. So when it froze, it was frozen because, you know what I mean? And on the other side, it was moving water, and it was going towards the dam. And he was over there on that side for whatever reason. And me and my stepbrother were trying to break the ice coming out from underneath the bridge on the other side. And all of a sudden, I just hear, Kevin. And I look up, and all I could see is his head. And freaking...
2: Terrify me.
1: Yeah. So I fucking um run over. My stepbrother runs over. My stepsister was already over there for or no, she I think all four of us. So it was me, my stepbrother, my stepsister, and my sister. All four <laughs> of us were on the pawn side. And I I guess it I guess it was just a lack of judgment or not paying attention to have allowed my brother to stay on that side by himself. Um, so we run over. My sister's already hysterical, crying. Uh, my stepsister's trying to like console her, and then my stepbrother's trying to reach out, reach out for him or whatever, but he can't. And he, my stepbrother's like ten times, like half of me, even at that time. Like he was, he's two years younger than me or three years younger than me. So he was probably like 70 pounds, 75 pounds. And at that time I, at 13, I think I was already 180. So, um, I got down on my hands and knees and I start stretching and we were just like, I was out as far as I could and I could hear the ice breaking underneath me and we were just like this far apart. like And I just kept touching the tip of his fingers and I was just like, come on, come on. And he couldn't get it and he fell back into the water.
0: Oh my and gosh, so, the anxiety.
1: <laughs> so I stood up and I start like trying to inch out on with my feet like, by standing. I know you're supposed to like expand your weight so that it doesn't crack. But when I was laying down on it, it was cracking anyway. <laughs> and then I was just like slowly trying to inch out standing up so like I could just like bend over and grab them. Because if I could take like two steps out there, I could I would be right there and I could have bent over and pulled them out. And I hear it start cracking. and I was like, fuck it. I'm going no. in. So I took the step and I fell into the water and then I grabbed a hold of him and then I turned and my stepbrother grabbed my hand and we uh, came out of the water so
0: moral that, that, of the story
1: that <laughs> yeah stay off the ice so
2: Damn, and then, that's terrifying I used to play on ice all the time in Ohio we lived by lakes and we would just walk the whole lake at night when it was frozen like way out there wow probably not smart <laughs> I did a lot of things that weren't smart back then.
1: No, I mean, well, we're we were young and dumb and
2: more. I'm still a little dumb. (laughs) I can't speak speak for myself.
1: Hey, man, I'm retarded, uh, fucking ninety nine point nine percent of the time. So, I mean, it is what it is. I've come to terms with it. it. (laughs) So. Yeah, we. I forget. I gave my brother a piggyback ride back to the uh, my dad's apartment, and my my grandfather was there, and he was very mad at me.
2: How was he mad at you for that? You always saved him.
1: I don't know. He's just like we could have lost your brother today.
2: Like, yeah, you know. could have fucking lost me too. Does that not matter? <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess not. So.
2: Oh gosh. Um, That's
1: true.
2: Wait! Wait for parents to see like the bright side of any situation.
1: <laughs> you
2: saved him. You didn't save him good enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So, I was curious. What are your thoughts on uh, conspiracies?
2: Ooh, I love conspiracy. If it, yeah, I am. Um, I don't want to say I'm a conspiracy theorist because there's a lot out there like flat earth and stuff. I'm not behind those, but I 100 percent
1: flat earth is 100% legit. What are you talking about?
2: Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I haven't learned enough about that with all the photos (laughs) of the earth guy and stuff. But But, uh, yeah, I really, I'm a big fan of, well, I don't want to say I'm a big fan. That makes me sound really dark. I am personally a believer that a lot of the shit that gets passed off is like, massacres and terrorists or is there it's our own country doing it um i highly think 9 11 was an inside job i've seen the evidence i've seen the report from the the firefighter who went that day and said that there was vertical cuts through beams and stuff explosions don't do that Mm -hmm. um i do think that some of these school shootings that have happened in particular sandy hook i feel like that was an inside job lobbying for gun legislation um, Just because the fact that the cops sat like two miles away from the entrance for the first 15 minutes before advancing makes no sense. Along with many other idiosyncrasies with that event. So a lot of the conspiracies that I tend to lean into more are things like that. You could just I, probably a general distrust of the government as a whole for myself. Um, but I just see a lot of things that don't make sense. And like 9-11 is like one of the biggest. Like we're supposed to believe that a plane flew into the Pentagon and that the fluid from the plane lit the air on fire, but papers intact. And office mm. chairs made of foam intact. So that those things don't make a lot of sense to me. And I'm sure there's someone much smarter than I. And if there is any substance to that being how it really happened, then I haven't seen it enough to believe it. But everything that I've looked into it. I also believe the Titanic was not the Titanic. I don't know if you've it heard of that conspiracy. The, it
1: was the Olympia.
2: Olympia good job so glad you know that nobody else knows that yeah yeah
1: Yeah. so (laughs) it was uh deteriorating Uh, and and stuff so they built the Titanic but then they switched the names so the Olympia became the Titanic became the Olympia and the Olympia became Mm -hmm. the Titanic and then they sent the Titanic um or well the Olympia out um with the hopes that it would something would happen so that yeah, they had a lot of it. big
2: names on that board too yeah they because
1: the so, they, yeah, they wanted to collect the insurance
2: money yeah, so. yeah and then i want to say somehow and i can't remember exactly how he's wrapped up in it but on, like jp morgan like his family has ties in that and he was supposed to be on the boat the day that it went down and he didn't he did It wasn't like a thing, like a scheduling conflict. I forget what it was, but he ultimately decided he wasn't going to go. And then lo and behold, it sunk in all of his business. Um, I don't want to say affiliates, but like not competition, but people who were vested in the same business interest as him. That would have been essentially competition at one time. A lot of them were on that ship too. Mm. So he had every reason to sink it. Um, or not to sink it necessarily, but to trade names and send it off because it was there was like you said a lot of structural things going on with it. The fact that there wasn't any lifeboats on there, I just mm-hmm. it sinks up too too much to be just one big you know coincidence. So yeah, right. I I could I doubt conspiracies.
1: Yeah, I I also think that he, I could be I could be incorrect in this, but I could have I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty sure that um he was a 33 degree freemason.
2: I've heard that. Yeah, so, you might have some of that.
1: So, yeah, all right. Right. because it's I don't want I don't want to miss I don't want to say something that has that is is it incorrect or um, whatever but uh, yeah. I, I was pr- pretty sure.
2: Yeah. It's that's stuff that I've read too, so I can't attest that the stuff that I've read is 100% factual, but oh, it makes right. it the most sense when you And I really look for that. I kind of form my own opinion on like, does this really make sense that this happened this way, or is this would this be a really good cover up for something, you know? And I think a lot of the stuff that happens is just cover ups for something else. And even with the
1: well, you you should listen to everyone and read everything, and then discern for yourself what is true and what is a lie. Agree. Um, and a lot of our history you know history is written by the victor and just because the victor is writing it doesn't mean the victor is telling the truth that's right so with that being said i um i find a lot of like what's going on today with certain movements and certain um uh communities Uh, That are more protected now than than they realize, but they, uh, I I guess they they don't they the people within these communities seem to think that they're under attack when they're clearly not. That you uh, say anything sideways about any of them, you're the one that gets in trouble for it. So.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. My mom's very much that way. She doesn't mean to be, but like anything, if you differ and give her an alternate for anything that the media says happened or that is believed to generally be true, she finds it as like trying to like poke holes and stuff. I just don't believe it. I don't believe what I'm fed by fucking CNN or by the president or whoever, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't jump to everything and believe it right off the bat. I have to do my, like you said, do my own research and form my own opinion.
1: Right, yeah. right. Have you heard of a gentleman that goes by the name Lawrence her? Lawrence Herr? Lawrence her? Oh, I
2: don't think so.
1: so Not uh, he he is um sent he is passed. He is no longer um, living on this earth. His um life was taken mm, I think it was this week. Uh, by two gentlemen uh, who decided to call out of work sick from IHOP, and they decided to drive around and look for white people to kill.
2: I, You know, this is sounding kind of familiar.
1: So, um, I haven't seen any major uh, media outlets covering this story, but... If the roles were reversed, I can guarantee you that it would be all over the news.
2: Maybe that's there. not the one I've heard of. I think, oh, no, I think what I was, because I listened to a couple podcasts, too. I think that was an episode that I'm remembering of something similar, but I don't think that yeah. Lawrence
1: Yeah, he was out uh, fixing a mail. So he's retired. He's in his 60s, or was, I should say. Um, he was out fixing a mailbox, uh, doing handiwork. Because uh, he still needed to, he was still trying to support his ninety-something-year-old mother, and he literally had his back to the road. And the the two guys, I forget their names, but um, these two uh, black guys drive by him, and then they drive by him again a second time, a little bit slower, and then they come back again, and then that's when they shoot him in the back. So yeah, he super was just. Up. I mean.
2: I'm mad that we haven't heard more about it. I, I don't want to say I understand, but I I do see that posting stuff like that can add a lot of fuel to an already kind of burning fire in terms of a lot of people that are going to come out in the woodworks. And, um, but at the well, same time, I, I, I think any anything like it, public, you know.
1: Right. Well, it's just like if the roles were reversed, like you hear, all you hear in the media is... Um, how you know uh, black people or people who are not white uh, are being attacked or being and that's
2: why i think it's not in the media is because like and they are at disproportionate rates so i'm not going to combat that there are people of color at a much compared to the, the quantity of people like across the population people of color generally do have a higher mortality rate I do think that because of the ongoing conversation that's happening throughout the United States regarding race in general, and that's been going on for, Mm -hmm. you know, a long time, I think that putting out a story about, you know, two people of color who went out and looked for a white guy is going to add a lot of fuel to the people who are clinging to the, I don't know how to say this, but like clinging to their, to their old school beliefs of like, you know, older people that grew up racist and kind of cling to that stuff. I think that adds a lot of fuel for them.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't do know. You, maybe not. But ha, do you wondering. know the statistics of uh, um, the per of who the perpetrator is when it comes to black homicide?
2: No, but I know that there's population differences. So unless you're accounting for those population differences, it's not going. Your number is going to be skewed.
1: Yeah, well. Uh, the,
2: so there's not going
1: to be as many as white the people majority, so a- well I, it's uh, uh, like across the entire United States it's not just one area
0: oh okay
1: but it's uh, the majority of um, uh, black homicide is perpetrated by another black so and uh, statistically white people are killed by cops more than black people
2: so I have looked into that statistic, and if you're basing it off population, it's yeah. black personally murdered by police far more frequently. The other disturbing statistic about, because that's another big thing that I'm into, mm-hmm. I'm very ACAB. Um, I feel like firefighters don't roll down the street looking for fires to to put out. Cops shouldn't be rolling down the street enforcing traffic tickets. I think cops should be there for oh when you need help, and you God, call yes. someone who needs to come assist a life-threatening situation. I can't stand it The cops are out here trafficking. If you're going five miles over the speed limit or not, if you want to have a traffic division to manage stuff like that, fine. But you're you're literally like ruining people's financial situations and lives over seatbelt tickets and, and stuff like that. So I don't agree with that whatsoever. Also, among real, the police real quick, general,
1: before, real quick before you go in into this next thing, I also think that it's fucked up that they hide to catch you speeding.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, like I, uh, there are guidelines anyway, right? Speed limits,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but
2: um, there's like a spousal abuse rate among the police profession, and it's I believe it's 40% of reported spousal abuse. So, 40% of cops have spouses at home who report domestic violence and abuse of their spouse, and that's reported. Mm-hmm. That means that of the reported one in every two police officers goes home and beats their wife or their dog or their family or their kids you won't find a profession out there with that high of an abuse rate like ever right and that's just reported it's probably like one and a half times that at least for all the people that go unreported
1: right and of those reports doesn't mean that that's true either but still it's still regardless it's still um high
2: um, yes, much higher than other professions, right sadly yeah and yeah. um i
1: I feel like I mean, I feel like it's um it's a tough profession. um obviously, I know that a lot of people get into it with uh the right intent intentions with good intentions, but I do know that there are certain kinds of people that would get into it for obvious for obvious um like uh power trip bullshit and whatnot like the power that you kind of kind of get um and they seem to think that you can be arrested by giving them the finger or um disrespecting. <laughs> or disrespecting them which they 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 forget that they're here to serve us Absolutely. So,
2: um and they follow I, a set of laws that they don't even follow themselves so right right Very hypocritical. Like,
1: <laughs> i mean i was literally um actually this morning i was late for work um and i was speeding and there was a cop in front of me who was also speeding so
2: well it's okay if they're in front of you i guess right?
1: oh right <laughs> so, like, so, if <laughs> you're in
2: front of me i'm just gonna go by the flow of traffic all
1: <laughs> right <laughs> so um anyways I wanted to ask you if you've ever experienced so well, actually um, we did talk about this so I'm just going to uh, be uh, blunt and say that I know that Amanda has experienced some paranormal shit in her life so I'm going to allow her to the floor to tell everybody um, the things that she has experienced.
2: Yeah, there's some weird stuff. I will go through all of it because some of it's like I said the more boring stuff. But mm-hmm. I have seen those on multiple of, of occasions with – every time except for two that I've seen them, I've had somebody there to witness it with me. And the one of the two times that I didn't have someone there, I got a photo, which I sent to you. So you can attest. It's a fucking UFO. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yes.
2: But also, um, yeah, it really is. Um, and then when I was growing up, my grandparents on my biological father's side, they had um, bought this house. It was in Canada. And it was in Burlington, Ontario, if anyone's familiar with that area. And I remember West Street, but there was this house that they bought and it was their dream house. It had a pool, white picket fence, basement, three bedrooms, um, just like a, their dream home. Like that was like, that was it. They wanted to live there forever. Um, and they lived there for a long while, like, I don't know, like 30 years, maybe a little bit more, probably probably like 40 years Um but as a kid, all I remember about it was that that place was just super fucking haunted all the time. And like every single family member who stepped foot in that house has a story about something that happened while we were there. Um, it would range from small things like stuff just going missing, um, the lights would like, we have like a dimmer, oh, we had a dimmer switch in the room that my sister and I would stay in. And it would it's like the knob that you turn side to side and it gets really dim and then super light and the light would just go super dim, super dark just back and forth the whole night long and yeah we could have chalked it up to an electrical issue but we were only there on the weekends and that only ever happened on the weekends when we were there any other time she could leave the light on all day it wouldn't do a thing so just a little weird um and then my grandmother at one point woke up and her wedding ring was gone and she's like maybe i like it fell off at some point during the night unlikely because it's been on her finger for like four decades but you know so she looked around for it she couldn't find it and like months went by and they're like well i guess we're have to buy a new one i guess because they, they couldn't find it but it wasn't like a priority to get another one um but months went by and she was vacuuming one day and right at the top of the basement stairs which was in the main hallway where you would go to walk to the bathroom to your bedroom to the kitchen it was the same hallway that connected all like aspects of the house and right above the basement where the steps went down to the basement, it was just sitting right in the middle on top of the carpet in a spot that she's walked over and vacuumed dozens, hundreds of times, you know, in those months. So that was an also like very weird, like obviously this didn't just fall out of the sky, you know, mm-hmm. um, but somebody wanted her wedding ring. And then we saw an apparition one night when my grandmother, and my sister and I were in, we were all watching television with my grandfather and he got up and went to use the restroom and the door was visible from the doorway of the room that we were in and he went in and shut the door and you could see the little square outline of the light from inside the bathroom through the closed door. So I knew we were in, that he was in there Um, and something, I don't know what turned us all to look, but all three of us that were still there, my grandmother, my sister and I, we all turned in at the same time we watched a full body apparition just walk down the hallway, not very quickly, but like it had no features. You couldn't see skin tone or hair color. It was just like a black shadow and it just very much in the shape of a person and it just walked down the hallway And we were kind of weirded out. But my grandmother, bless her heart, didn't want us to be scared. So she was like, that was your grandfather. (laughs) He's very obviously still in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So she would try to protect this. And then she would get frustrated because, like, we were kids. And it wasn't really scary to us back then. Because nothing happened that, like, hurt us. Uh It was more funny that all the adults always tweak in. Can you chill? Hello? Dog's picking now to play with her toy. (laughs) The energy our dogs <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah they uh all types of weird shit would happen in that house all the time weird smells um the basement that we use like a toy room had like this peanut machine that would always go crazy and dump peanuts everywhere the fireplace would go out and it was like a real fireplace it would go out all the time just like like someone breathed on it really hard and the tv would go on and off down there like just a lot of really random things that a lot of it happened in secession, to where like, everybody, like my mom has stories that I probably haven't even heard yet, like just because she was an adult. So she remembers a lot more about that. But my um, cousins, both my cousins, my aunt and uncle on both sides, my grandparents on both sides, like everyone in my family who went into that house walked away with a story of something that they could not explain. So there's no alternative. And it got so bad that they actually ended up leaving their dream house, which was really, really sad. um, Because that was like, The biggest blessing in their lives was that house, and they were chased out of it. And then they both passed away a couple years later. So, Uh,
1: yeah,
2: independently of each other, but still, really sucks. But I often wonder who bought that house and what they're living through now. If it's still standing (laughs) empty, I don't know. Like, I don't know who could live through it. It was daily stuff was happening daily in that house at the end.
1: Well, yeah. you know, maybe it was a believer that, you know, bought it and they m- may have cleansed or helped uh, whatever energy is stagnant in there to, you know, move on.
2: Maybe. Yeah, I sure hope so. So. Dark ass energy. And the weirdest thing, which I wasn't going to bring this up last time, but I don't really care because I don't talk to my biological father. But he when he grew up in that house, it's like that's where they raised him. Mm-hmm. he made his bedroom in that the farthest bedroom and then he painted the walls and the floor and the ceiling jet black and he lived there little weird mm, i i sometimes wonder like if that's why he is the way he is today but maybe not but yeah Very, he chose uh... to be that mhm Painted the whole room jet black. He had black Lord. like a lamp, tables, his bed, and he stayed in the base in the creepiest part of the basement. Not like the open part that was like a den with a with an open like a little bar and a couch. No, he picked the furthest, most like weird corner of the of the whole fucking place, and he was like, "That's my bedroom." And then he painted it black. So I think maybe that's why he's the way he is. Is something like got there? I don't know. I don't know. He's always been an asshole as long as I've known him, though. So. Maybe,
1: maybe he's dealing with a uh, prolonged possession. well
2: it's got him in the throes now. Cause
1: <laughs> yeah, another
2: probably dealing with that.
1: <laughs> I know. I would. Uh, I would assume that I would have let itself be known anyway. So,
0: sure would.
1: Um, yeah, super weird. That is weird. That I think the weirdest part is painting your floor. Like, it's not even the fact that it's black. It's the fact that he painted the floor as well. It was <laughs> the
2: fact it was black. What are we doing? Come hey, on now. Hey,
1: <laughs> man, <laughs> my, hey,
2: was it a hey,
1: man my, my walls are stonewall gray, which is almost black in my Do bedroom. you also
2: have the word fucking on your wall? Am I reading that? Is that F-K-N?
1: Yes. Buckin? Yes. This, is not, this is not my bedroom wall, though. Um, this, it says, do the, do the fucking work, is what it says. I
2: like that, that's so (laughs) motivating.
1: Yeah, and then I have another one that came with it, um, that, the other one is in my room, though, because I didn't really know where to put it, um, it, uh, says, give me deadlifts, or, or, give me death, or, give me liberty, and give me deadlifts, or something like that, I can't remember exactly how it says, so.
2: Patriotic gym, I like it.
1: Yeah, so um eventually i would like to turn my garage into a gym so i don't have to fucking drive to the gym every day because that's That'd kinda, be
0: nice.
1: that's kind of lame but i just got my motorcycle back since Ooh. it's been in the freaking uh been at the um shop for over a month come to find come to find out it just need my key just needed a new battery because it's a remote a month key. for them
2: to figure that out <laughs>
1: yeah so, um, it, I, I, me and my cousin tried figuring it out cause it wasn't starting and it, it's an electrical issue. We knew that and we couldn't fucking, we tried so many different things. So I was like, well, maybe it's a starter and I don't really feel like fucking with a starter cause then I got to take the oil pan out and all this shit. So I was like, I'm just going to bring it to the shop. So when the guy called me the other day, he's like, I'm really sorry. I've had this for so long and it's just it it was just your key battery. He goes. I waited to have like a, a like a good uh, uh chunk of my day to get into your bike because I knew like it was electrical and I and when it comes to electrical. It could take me a while, and he goes. It took me an hour to figure out that it was your fucking remote. It was your key, and I was like, "Fucking a." He's like, "I'm really, really sorry." I was like, "Hey, man, it's it's okay. It's at least it's figured out, and we're not into summer yet."
2: <laughs> so this is news to me because I didn't know motorcycles have a key fob.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like for what to unlock it? Like... What? I don't understand. Like a key fob, like the like the like like for a car.
1: No, it's a remote. It's just it it. I don't have a key that goes into it and turns it. Oh, into so it's it like a connected. remote
2: car thing.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Because in like the whole time we've been talking, I've been picturing it as like a locking, unlocking thing, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> You're a motorcycle? You just hop on it and go. like <laughs>
1: That Makes would be sense. pretty dope Good for like now. a for the fork lock. Turn the turn the freaking um uh forks and then just hit a button and it's like
2: boop boop. Oh that would be true, yeah.
1: it's locked, but I need if a I do have a, I do have a key for the forks to lock. Oh. So I guess keys all
2: over the place.
1: Yeah, and then uh um I my dad dropped me off and then I followed my dad back because he gave me glasses because I forgot my riding glasses and they fucking fell right off my face. So I had, so I just followed him home and I was like, here's your glasses. I was like, they want to stay on my, on my face. And then I was talking to my dad today and my dad, my dad's like, you're cause my, my sister lives with my dad. And she was sitting on the porch when I stopped by and she, I guess he's like, your sister was making fun of you yesterday. And I was like, why? And she's like, cause she doesn't understand how you can sit on, the, on your bike like that because I have eight panger, uh, handlebars.
2: Oh, so you're like, like have ever <laughs> seen that video of the guy that's not, just, like so high.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. And he's just like,
2: <laughs> and they're at that intersection. <laughs> Like how do you even turn? Like you say, you have to turn last minute. Your whole body can like break your ribs. <laughs> <laughs> like what if you gotta make a a U E real quick? How are you now? <laughs> just like a cat, like just bat your handles back and put it like, oh, Too much. Well, I want a bike one day, but not one like that but yours would be like yeah, normal monthly fun. bars where you don't look ridiculous like
1: yeah no it's just like yeah. it's even with like my head
2: so that would trip me up still but as long as you can manage
1: yeah i like it i mean um i feel like it puts like especially when i wear a tank top or whatever and i'm out in the sun i feel like it gives get gets me even color
2: oh that's true yeah because like yeah it's like getting your armpit parts. That I've never
1: seen some yeah, like, so it'll get right under here and yeah. all that. Um, I wrote it for the first time last year. Uh, I took my ex-girlfriend out for a ride and we were out for fucking five hours, just driving yeah. down the beach, down the coast through fricking New Hampshire and I accidentally went into mass, which I didn't know. And we got pulled over and they said, you need a helmet. And I, neither one of us had helmets and I guess Massachusetts law is uh, helmets. Um, in New Hampshire, oh. New Hampshire law, you have to wear glasses. And then in Maine, Maine doesn't have anything. So, but
2: I you have to wear, like walk your bike through Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So um, he just gave me a warning, and I just drove as fast and safely as I could back to New Hampshire. <laughs> so he let you them. keep
2: driving, like
1: yeah, yeah. He's just like, well, next time he's like, next time you come into Massachusetts, make sure you have a helmet. I was like, I'll remember that next time. I was like, I did not know it because I told him. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. So, but um, I wanted to um, hear about your uh, UFOs. I know you just had uh, mentioned it, but I would love to hear like the actual experience of seeing
2: them. I have many. Um, my first one that I remember was when I was super, super young and I'm always guess the ages, so I don't know, but like maybe eight or nine, I would say. And I was with my mom and my biological father and my sister. And we were standing on this little road that had like a drop off to the water. And there was like Mm -hmm. a little lake, not a huge amount of water, but like a little lake. We looked up and there was like, I want to say it was either seven or nine. I want to say it was nine lights that all like they were in of each other but they were perfectly harmonized like, with each other they mm-hmm. were all doing the same thing it was really weird and then they all like took off and was like okay but quick movements across the sky and my biological dad at the time was like oh my god do you want those?
1: how many lights were there
2: it was either seven or nine i don't remember oh, okay. i want to be nine. i was really i was like eight or nine years old by this time but but I definitely remember seeing the lights, and they were all, like, synchronized with each other across mm-hmm. the sky. Like, the same thing across the sky. And I remember he was freaking out, like, oh, my God, they're UFOs. I didn't really know at that age. I was just, it was like, I remember it now. But at the time, I just, like, cool. Okay, there's some lights.
1: Um, and then we saw them. Yeah. All right, uh, do you recall, <laughs> like, the shape of or how they were aligned with each other?
2: So, they were doing a lot of stuff in a line. Like, they oh would do a an-
1: parallel like, line. Yeah. They were, like,
2: all lined up, and then, like, every other one would move simultaneously, and then they would get back in a line and, like, do other, like, things, and then get back. They would always, like, come back to just a line of, like, nine lights, and they were all, like, I don't know. It was dark, so you couldn't really see, like, a craft making the light. All you could see was the light, like a ball of light almost, but it was super, super bright and, like, much bigger than like a plane like at that altitude you would have heard it if they were planes doing that like they were low enough that you would have heard that Mm -hmm. but they were all over the water it was super weird and then um was camping a few years after that with my family we saw one just like zip past the sky it was kind of weird and then i was in my family's driveway a few years ago and i actually just asked my stepdad about this because i went over to see my parents yesterday and i was like did i dream that or did that really happen and he's like no that really happened but him and I were standing in the driveway and we just happened to look up and we watched like, it, we thought at first that it was a satellite and it kind of like steady, but kind of slow. And then it stopped and then it like, pew, like super fucking fast. And we both were like, well, that was obviously nothing man-made because nothing moves that fast across <laughs> the sky. But we saw that um, and he reaffirmed it. Cause I was like, I wasn't sure it only happened so fast and we don't really talk about it. So did that really happen? And he's like, no, I remember that. I'm, okay. And then um, I was driving to work a couple of years ago. That's the picture that I sent you. I was driving down this highway in Ohio to North Ridgeville. And I looked out my driver's side and I saw it. And it looked like a saucer when I saw it. But I only saw it for a brief second. And then like I blinked and it was gone. And so I thought for a second, I like my brain seeing things. Or I saw a bird and I thought it was something else. But then I turned to the like passenger window and it was over there. <laughs> and the time it like over, it was over flying out my passenger window. And I had a small video of it. It was only a couple seconds long, I don't know what the fuck happened to it, but I screenshotted that still that I sent you from that video. Like, there's a 100% nothing else. Like, there's it can't, it's not a, I don't know, I guess it could be a drone if, like, the government made it, but it's no drone I've ever seen. It's 100% a saucer.
1: <laughs> it does and look
2: it's like a saucer. And, like, it's a fucking UFO. Like, I, that shit really freaked me out. Um, and I, somewhere, I know I uploaded that video onto the Facebook. So if I look hard enough, I bet you I can find it again, but it's not in my camera roll for some reason, which it's unless been in the, there since I took that.
1: Unless um, the government or aliens, uh, uh, took it off of your Facebook, which they probably took it off from your phone. Mm-hmm.
2: They missed the photo then. So <laughs> but I, I will try to find it. If I do, I'll send it to you because it's like a movie. It's the same image, but it's moving. And you can right. see that it's nothing on it. It's not attached to anything. It's just in the sky all by its own moving around. So super weird. Um, that was definitely the one that left me like 100%. Like that was 100% a ufo like there's nothing else that could have been and i showed a lot of people that photo and they're all like oh you photoshopped that and i'm like you can literally <laughs> tell with how like blurry it is that i took that while driving 78 the fucking hour on the highway trying to film it out of my passenger side being like what the fuck so yeah i've definitely had a few runs with some creepy stuff like that and then i just saw like a few nights ago i saw a weird green light and it disappeared really fast but i'm not even going to count that because I, I saw it so fast i don't know what it was but I did look over, and there was a guy driving beside me who was also doing all kinds of like breaking his neck, trying to look out that way. So he saw it too. But it could have been like a light or a drone or fucking a firework or a God knows, I don't know what it was. But yeah, yeah they seem yeah. to. I seem to attract unidentified crafts.
1: Well, I guess at least not identified them. I've never seen a UFO, so I guess I would have to be in your presence to uh, see one if I want to see one from the sounds of it
2: well it's not like i see one with my coffee every morning it's
1: just, I well i uh, i don't know maybe you do and you don't maybe realize you maybe you get uh um
2: two creams of sugar in a ufo r-
1: maybe you get flashy thinged.
2: oh like the um F- uh men in black the-
1: yeah <laughs>
2: i guess i wouldn't know if i had huh
1: do you, yeah do do you have do you uh feel like you have like missing time
2: no no i never really had anything where i feel like i've missed time i mean i'll definitely like lay in bed for way too long some mornings but like, i don't think that i <laughs> ever have time periods that like go missing for me that i can't account for them
0: uh-huh.
2: um yeah i don't think so
1: well um I fucking I stayed in bed too long this morning and I ended up being late for work. So That
2: was me this morning. I wasn't late, but I really did not want to get up. And I work I worked from home, so it's not like I have to like go anywhere, but still. Oh I man, I wish anywhere.
1: I I wish I did something that I could um work from home. Uh throughout the pandemic I was I was out working. I was out I was out Me in the too. world working my butt off. Um, I did. I was
2: working retail through COVID.
1: Yeah, retail.
2: Yeah, and we're really? essential. We're a pet store. So I worked through the height of COVID in Cleveland, much less. Talk about a survival <laughs> story. That's my was, origin
1: story. <laughs> we were out back then, I was doing construction, and they deemed us uh, essential because we were um, uh, providing shelters is what they called it so i was like, like i'm pretty sure everybody, everybody right
0: <laughs> i was, <laughs> like, I was <laughs>
1: like i'm pretty sure everybody that ha- that needs a shelter or that has can afford a shelter has a shelter at this moment and yeah, nobody's time.
2: voluntarily in the streets for covid i think everyone's at home
1: yeah i remember the first de- the very wow. first day uh because i was working out of portland maine um so it's like a uh fairly it's one of If it might be the biggest city in the state, but, um, I remember the very first day we were out and we had just gotten done loading the trucks and we were just leaving to go to the job site and, um, pulling out onto the, what usually is a pain in the ass to get out street to get out onto was the easiest thing. And there was nobody, it was, it looked like a fucking zombie movie i'm not even kidding there's that. nobody out there and i was just like this is pretty cool but pretty eerie at the same time you know what i mean
2: i like that yeah. we had that too in in cleveland we hit like orange status or something which was like you have like yellow orange and red for like severity of people who are infected in that area so cleveland hit orange and i remember there's a store i don't know if they have them where you live but they're called giant eagle it's like a grocery store no. it's Okay, well, it's like a Target, but they just have groceries. They don't really have house stuff, very little. Um, I have nothing to equate it to except Publix, which is only down here. So I don't know what you have that's similar, (laughs) but it was a grocery store. And I remember in the height of of COVID when it was like code orange and we had like our store was shut down. People could only walk up to the door and then request what they wanted. And I had to go fucking find all 38 flavors of fucking Frisky's cat food for Martha who needed it. So like, yeah, it was really annoying. Um, but I went there to that to that grocery store and they had a sign on the door that said that their limit for how many people could be in this very large grocery store was 12. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is pretty serious.
1: Oh man.
2: Paper. Oh my god. I've never oh, no. seen too many people fighting this fighting over oh, right. a roll fuck of fucking toilet paper.
1: I was I, that whole like process confused me because um, like standing in line, or that you had, um, like they had little stickers on the floor, like you stand here,
2: you stand here,
1: or, um, I, no, I, the Hannaford up here, all the Hannafords, uh, the they made it one way aisles, you know, oh, they did that, yeah, yeah. So, um, if, if, um. I remember walking, I remember just when I got there, every time I went grocery shopping, me and my ex, we would fucking, we didn't give a fuck about the lines, or like where the um, aisles were telling us to go, so we would go down wrong ways, and I swear to god we were looked at like we had just murdered somebody's cat, every fucking time, I'm like, listen, I was like, literally, if we're going to fucking like exchange COVID in here, it's already happened. You know what I mean? Like, if you are going to get it from being in here with us, it's not going to be because we decided to walk the wrong way down the fucking aisle.
2: Like, come on the
1: fuck now. Like, Jesus Christ.
2: Uh, I really appreciated people's creativity and ingenuity when it came to what <laughs> constituted as a mask. I really appreciated that. We had motherfuckers walk around with like fish bowls on their heads. <laughs> I'm like, re- here? like
1: <laughs> we were on vacation when they first started talking about like locking shit down. And, um, we were, uh, spending time at the pool and they had a bar um right next to the pool so you could just walk up to the window and be like hey i want a motherfucking drink and they give you a drink and so like the first day we were there me and my ex we literally just like hung out next to this window we're like give us a drink give us a drink the kids were in the pools and stuff like that. <laughs> and um uh, the second day we we're there i went to go get a drink and it said uh closed um uh, because of pandemic, and I was like, but the but we're there's a bunch of us out here in this pool. Like, the fuck? <laughs>
2: he is in your own little bacteria, petri dish. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> there's like three other families in here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It just and then that
2: frustrated me so much,
1: yeah. And then, um, on the ride home, we we got hungry and we tried to stop for uh dinner at olive garden because we fucking we wanted olive garden so bad and it was closed and we're like what the fuck <laughs> so then we were like let's go to buffalo wild wings and we go to w- buffalo wild wings and <laughs> wild wings is fucking closed i'm like what is going on and like because i don't watch the news like i didn't know
2: <laughs> i don't either yeah
1: so yeah. but yeah, I
2: remember when i came down here because i moved down here right at like the second day of 2021 i moved to florida Now, Ohio, before that, like was they were locked down. You could walk into a store without a mask. They would let you get 200 feet in and tell you to go get a mask, just so you could come back in and go 200 feet in and pick up what you needed. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you could've just did this the first time. But they would not let you walk into a store without a mask. Police were like kicking people out of events without a mask. And I get it, at that time, that was the thing. But when I tell you that I went from living in mask hell where you couldn't walk into a gas station without a layer of fucking cloth on your face, the very next day I came to Florida and walked into a 7-Eleven and there was 40 people in there. Not a single one of them had a mask. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Did I just walk into an alternate dimension? <laughs> <laughs> it's because Florida doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, We don't do masks here. Uh,
1: That's
2: uh, it. And it's been the end of COVID as far as I'm concerned because down here, it just, it really, I don't know that it's a good thing, but it just doesn't like exist. Like it's not a concern for people. Like, I've worked, I've worked with people who had COVID and still came to work, and it wasn't, like, a thing that nobody... Like, up north, that's, like, that was the thing. You get crucified for that shit. But down yeah. here, like, they don't...
1: Well, every time there's something major in, in, on all the media platforms, it's because they're releasing things um, that they realize were not true and that they scared you with. Like, um, so they released that um a lot of the death numbers were incorrect. Um, mm-hmm.
0: we I knew think. that,
1: yeah. and then oh, I think they said something about the masks didn't work. They released like this That's whole document it. on the masks not working <laughs> unless yeah. it was like a m ninety five which nobody was fucking wearing the exactly entire time. um, so they released that during the uh, de herd fucking um trial there oh
2: that makes sense on why that was so big
1: yeah um i wonder why that, that
2: was so publicized
1: oh yeah and they um something about the vaccines was just released during something
2: oh about the boosters how they wanted you to have four boosters and now one is apparently enough yes honey i didn't get a single one of them fuckers okay not that again not trying to be afraid of everything but i just it took us like 70 years to come up with a polio vaccine. I'm not trusting some shit they dug out in like two weeks and started pumping out to the masses. <laughs>
1: Listen, when you got somebody who is sitting there, I don't have anything to fucking try and like recreate this fucking thing. <laughs> um, he's sitting there and he's just like, What these fries? You want free fries? <laughs> oh, just cheeseburger oh, you can get this you can get this for free if you come get vaccinated <laughs> what?
2: i know like why are we pushing illness on people <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um and uh, you being from canada canada literally you're not allowed to be a resident of canada unless you have it
2: Oh, is that how it is now
1: that's what i mean i'm yeah. This is thing. These are. It's something I heard. I'm not saying that that's specifically like one legitimate because I. I
2: believe it. My I grandma's still up there, them. and they put her through a lot to like to get here. She has to get like a COVID test like a week before, a COVID test 24 hours before her flight, and then another COVID test within 24 hours of landing. Like that's apparently just as well. That. So it's like a real pain in the ass. She has all the vaccines and everything. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's something about, know,
2: going we'll to people.
1: Yeah, there's something about Justin Trudeau I don't trust. But I also don't trust my... I don't, our trust, our I don't trust anyone who's attractive
2: too. in a term of power.
1: He's, you think he's attractive?
2: Justin Trudeau, he's a babe.
1: Oh my god, Are you kidding? what the fuck? He's he looks like bag. an man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think no one might ever stands for necessarily
2: high. <laughs> he probably is.
1: Well, yeah, I am a dude, so
2: that's true
1: too yeah and i'm not um i'm not the most attractive thing and i know that and i know that i'm not like um ideal characteristic or personality wise for a lot of women either I'm <laughs> So I mean, well
2: a lot of the women out there are, like kardashian lookalikes so who really cares what they care uh,
1: yeah 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 so um we got an hour and a half on this
2: Dang, well, time flies
1: it does it does it um there i feel like there's something oh are you finding fulfillment um in your life with not only with um your podcast but with just like what you're doing with work and all that um
2: yes and no i think it changes a lot day to day um My goals and my reality aren't necessarily aligned. So there's a lot of things that I strive to want to do that I find hard to do when you're an adult with responsibilities and bills and things of that nature. Um, But I'm quite happy with the fact that I've come a long way. I definitely I used to dream of living down here, like in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, And I always said that was. I would do for myself in my lifetime and now here I am and I have my own place and I'm self-sufficient and I don't have to deal with toxic relationships and I don't have to worry about you know anybody else affecting anything that I do everything that I do and everything that I am is solely what I choose it to be so that I am fulfilled with that and knowing that I'm ultimately responsible for everything my happiness my downfalls my successes um but no my podcast fulfills me quite a bit because I, I never imagined um, and this is just, i like, started out as something fun to do. I really didn't think I'd have any downloads. I thought it was just going to be like a person stumbling on it every now and then. Um, but we just hit number 30 in Pakistan for the top of the charts. So it's kind of cool that there's people all over the world that are really engaging and really like what I'm doing and that are willing to listen to my nasally ass voice for an hour every two weeks as <laughs> I talk about. That's kind of cool.
1: That is yeah, cool. i
2: Pakistan, man. I'm in 12 countries. That's wild to me
1: yeah uh, i don't i don't know i don't look at the analytics
2: oh i just look at locations because i don't know i just like to <laughs> yes. it's one of those people who like do you ever when you're driving down the road and you like look another person and you suddenly get that realization that that person has like a whole experience different than yours like they have a whole different life a whole different set of concerns i'm always thinking that like yeah. i'll run across somebody and just be like i wonder what your life is like right now, like things that you're dealing with, struggles that you're having, successes that you've had. Are you happy? I think about that stuff all the time. So it's really cool that there's people in 12 different countries who all lead very vastly different lives. Um, yeah. And they all into my stupid little podcast, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I love for it. It's really neat.
1: That is cool. I'm I, I'm happy for you.
2: Uh,
1: I, I'm, I. You've posted a couple times. The, um the all the countries that are listening to you and
0: i get excited excited
1: just because i listen to your podcast too so like the fact that you had not only did you just start but that i enjoy your podcast and the fact that it's growing so quickly
2: i appreciate Um, that and i'm excited to start climbing some like lists in the u.s not that i'd like it just be cool because that's the home country where i kind of release them so, yeah. I'm, and I have an email that we popped on a list somewhere in the United States, but I'm pretty stinking happy about being number thirty in Pakistan out of like one hundred. that's that's pretty awesome. Like go Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I will tell you that one that this this is the only thing that I know about my podcast currently. <laughs> so Apple Podcast decided to uh, email me not too long ago and said that on their platform i my podcast is 201 out of 2.4 million podcasts
2: that's a crazy achievement are you kidding so huge congrats
1: thanks i don't know so i don't specifically know numbers of like how many is listening and where they're from i just know that he's like hey well uh um, my name is so and so from Apple Podcasts and I just oh, wanted to let you know that your uh podcast is it. 201.
2: That is really really cool. I'm so pumped if that were me I would be through the roof so that's super exciting. And I get I don't really focus on like the number of downloads that I have because I feel like that is a quick way to bring yourself down really easily cuz it's yeah. kinda, you know I get really place a podcast and it kind of plateaus until the next one. So I don't really look at that. I just, I like to see the different countries that download us in and some of the different places that I'm like, wow, there's someone in like Nigeria right now listening to me talk about someone dying (laughs) in like Oregon, crazy. It baffles my mind, but in a really cool way, it's a really surreal thing. And I really, I'm excited for it to keep going and I'm really pumped to look back like a year from now and see like where we started and where we are now and hopefully have people invested in it as far as like, I'd like to get more guest stars on regularly and do my thing with other people who can share either their experience or like, um, I'm not going to give too much info, but I'm, I'm going to be working with another podcast here in a couple months to do a really cool episode. And it's like a really, really big long one. And they have a lot of experience with mental health and this case delves into mental health a little bit. So I'm like, well, you guys would be perfect to jump on and help me. So, so we got that coming in a little while, which is super cool. And you're the first to know that. So insider details.
1: A Weird Ones exclusive.
2: There you go. Weird Ones exclusive. You heard it here first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are you into healing crystals? You should head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash heal with Christina and check out my friend Christina's sweet-ass crystal shop. She's got a bunch of cool things in there. I was looking at it the other day and most likely i will be purchasing it purchasing some crystals just baits not because i'm fucking a spiritual bitch just because i think they look pretty cool anyways um if you guys head on over there uh she has um items ready to ship except for the uh crystal mushrooms Uh, She makes those to order. Time is one to three business days, depending on the amount of orders. She currently has 28 different crystals and three different wire types. Um, You can get on there. She has a whole bunch of um, crystal healing jewelry, homemade soy uh, crystal candles, fun resin art pieces, and amazing handcrafted crystals. And if you go check it out and you decide that you like some shit and you decide to purchase some shit, you can uh, enter uh, the code, uh, a coupon code, uh, Weird125. almost fucked that up. Weird125, that's a capital W. The one is spelled out just like in the podcast name and then the two and the five. So if you use weird125, you get 25% off your purchase of whatever you decide to get from her shop. And I really hope you uh, do and support her shop. Uh, She does amazing things and she's an amazing friend and she's an amazing person. So check it out. Uh, so I, I also started doing this podcast for fun and it still is, I'm not trying to make money off of it or anything or make this my job. Um, like I know a lot of podcasts, they're like, that's their main goal. I'm more like if it happens, cool. If not, whatever. But, um, I do, I've always wanted to be a writer, um, my whole entire life since I was little and I'm currently working on a comic book right now so i have an illustrator so i just gotta you know i gotta get the framework uh written up and uh convey what i want and as the illustration so that she can create the illustrations and we can put it together and hopefully by halloween the first issue of my comic book will be out and it's based on me and my dog
2: Oh, that's so great. Well, I'm so pumped. Let me know. I'll have to follow you on round Halloween when you post the least link, but I'll definitely be snipping that up. That's adorable.
1: Thank you.
2: Um, in a dog, huh? there's no better like a topic at all than like your relationship with a dog. It's like that's <laughs> something that appeals to like 99.9% of the world, and whoever doesn't like relate, get the fuck out.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Go live on a planet sure. where dogs don't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so I don't know. That's if, awesome. Congrats.
1: I don't know how far you have seen into my Instagram, but there is. Um, I had her create a T-shirt design, which is the con- is, which is a concept for the comic book. So it has uh, me and my dog in the uh, picture. So,
0: so
1: cool. I know, I don't know how long ago it was that I posted it, but it's black and white. So the comic books are going to be black and white, but I'm going to have her make uh, my dog's collar pink. Oh, so that's going to be the only that's thing, that's going to
2: be the flashy color. color. That's so oh, cute,
1: oh, yeah, because she, she's named after the pink lady, her name's Rizzo.
2: Rizzo, that's a great name. I love that.
1: Rizzo the pink <laughs> so, Wait. Wait, what? Is that? Uh, no. That's not it.
2: Okay, that one doesn't look the same as the photo you showed me. I'm like, maybe I didn't look hard enough.
1: <laughs> no, that's just a uh, um AI art.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I wonder why that looks sick. I'm gonna find it.
0: You will.
1: it's put it's in there Some. it's black and white um
0: trying to now i'm trying to look at it to see where it is
1: (laughs) and i can't i keep hitting the freaking wrong buttons um it's right under ferris picture
2: Oh, so not that far ago. I went. I like did like a flick and went all the way down to the bottoms.
1: Yeah, it's right. And it's in the center
0: of the. Thir- it's the middle <gasps> one.
2: I also found the one with her in her American flag.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: I'm obsessed. I love that so much. <laughs>
0: that's cute uh so i'm
2: here for, it. it's good
1: for you so um if you ever want to come back on you we can we can do something and we can um wow. maybe do like a conspiracy episode or something since now <laughs> i know crazy. that you're into that stuff
2: i sure am that would be uh, rad i got so I many do-
1: yeah, so I have, a, I, I'm currently doing a series, so I do, I try to do one a month, right now I'm trying to do one a month, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it together for once a month, but, um, I am going to be recording, uh, so I call it Conspiracy Tuesday, and Ooh. so they come out Tuesday, but I still also do the regular episode on, wen- episodes on Wednesday, um, So this week I have Tommy Cullum from Let's Get Freaky podcast, and I have uh, um, Arnie from um, Haunted South Florida and Callie from Haunted South Florida. So all three of them have been guests on the show already. So they're going to come on and we're going to talk about uh, Princess Diana and the royal family and we're going to get into conspiracies revolving around them and that one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why because tommy had mentioned that he wanted to be a part of like one of the conspiracy episodes and i was like you know what this up upcoming one that i wanted to do about you know the royals and stuff he'd be perfect for because he lives in the uk
2: oh yeah yeah
1: so um but yeah uh if you um are interested i can shoot you like when i have like a specific topic and we can do something then hopefully zoom will work better next time um or i will figure out riverside one or the other (laughs) i know know riverside i can hear you and you move perfectly and everything is perfect on there it's just the fact of recording everybody else (laughs) so i gotta freaking figure that shit out maybe i have to pay for it for that to happen i don't know i don't know uh but it's weird yeah um, just
2: let me know i'd be pumped to do that
1: yeah so uh anyways since we're just kind of like rambling on random stuff now (laughs) um if you don't mind letting the people uh know one more time um what's your podcast name and where they can find you
2: Yes, it's one nothing, and that's spelled W-O-N, podcast. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Alexa, Listen Tunes, all those, pretty much everything out there. If you can find a podcast platform that you can't find us on, let me know, and I'll put us on there. Say that.
1: <laughs> Dope. I want all of them. All right. So that's no. the
0: show.
2: Find that- me and listen and laugh and have fun. To-
1: are you on Hi Heart Radio? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, because if you weren't, I was gonna sure. say get on there. I just got on there not too long ago. So um
2: yeah, it hasn't been too long to me either, but they're cool. All
1: right, all right, all right, all right. All right, guys. So that is the show. Um please follow, go check out her podcast. I I, I really like it. Um she does a lot of research on it on um the episodes, which is why it takes two weeks before the next one comes out. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um if anybody wants to come on and talk with me about anything weird, strange, paranormal, um cryptids, aliens, conspiracies, you wanna talk about spirituality um, you want to get into uh, mental health, which, um, as uh, if you have been following since the beginning, you know that I have struggled with, and um a lot of people that I've had on have had issues here and there without throughout their lives. So, um, with that being said, you can get me at where the weird ones are at gmail dot com, follow my instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. I'm most active there. Um, you can hit up the link tree, which um should have all um where the podcast is everywhere. I also decided to throw my Snapchat and Snip TikTok up there for whatever reason. I don't know, maybe that'll bite me in the ass, but we'll find out. So with that, stay weird.
0: This concludes our broadcast day. Click. And none of us have very long on this earth. Life is fleeting. And if you're ever distressed, cast your eyes to the summer sky, when the stars are strung across the velvety night, and when a shooting star streaks through the blackness turning night, today make a wish